the generations that come before us went to church, they spent time with the Lord, they knew what the Holy Spirit was, and they knew their Bibles, and they knew what signs to look for, and that's all but lost now, and I feel like I just want to sit down together, look at the news, filter it through our Bibles together. You're listening to Watchman's Update. Dust your Bibles off. Come on. For those of you who are not familiar with what has just happened, every four years, 56 countries come together and they put on a smaller version of the Olympics. It's called Commonwealth Games. And this year at the opening ceremony, which was hosted in my country in England, do you know what they did? They brought out a 32-foot bronze bull and then a big crowd of people got down on their knees and began to worship this bull. What you just heard there was Joe Kirby from Off the Curb Ministries. And he's talking about the British Commonwealth Games opening ceremony where they brought out this giant bull, a beast, and worshipped it. And even had the, I think it's the harlot or the prostitute. I can't remember right offhand. It's in the book of Revelations. Had her get up on top of it. And I'm telling you, it was a, a whole, it was, what it is, is like a, uh, it's like a parade, a big show. And I watched that, after I watched that video of his, I watched that and I, I rewound, I don't know if rewound is the right word for YouTube, <laughs> but I clicked the back button a few times, you know, do, do people still rewind anymore? I don't know, <laughs> but I, after going back through it, uh, seeing that it, it was, they had demons in the windows, the silhouettes of demons in the windows while they were dancing around this thing. and It was one giant demonic show. If you're a Christian and you've read your Bible and you watch that, it really should hit you right square in the face. <laughs> There's no other way. But I watched that, and I've been thinking about figuring out how to start a radio ministry or or something, or what. figuring out what God wants to do with me, in other words. And I watched that, and I decided that's it. If it don't glorify God, I ain't listening to it, and I ain't looking at it. And that, that's just, that's it. And because I've realized something here, and I, I'm going to read. This is Matthew chapter 4. Jesus tested in the wilderness. And I, I don't, I've read this a hundred times, and I've never, it's, it's all jumped out at me. I want to share it with you. Jesus was led, into the, led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. for fasting. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. Now notice this. He knew he was going to be tested by the devil. So what did he do? He fasted. He fasted 40 days and 40 nights. And if he's fasting, he's praying. Okay? So that tells you. And you know what happened right before that? John the Baptist baptized Jesus. 
and this is a lesson in your life. Uh, anytime you get, get the Holy Spirit on you, and you feel, I mean, you just, things are going good, you filled with the Spirit, and it's woohoo! The Lord's working for me, and I'm feeling. I mean, it's uh, as soon as that happens, you need to go, uh oh, and turn on the. Uh, I need to fast and pray because this is, it shows you right here. Jesus was baptized. Then he, next thing it says right here, he's, te he's led out in the wilderness to be tempted and he, and he knew to fast and pray. And then the tempter came and said to him, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. In other words, he mocked him. He mocked him. Whatever. You ain't not just, you know, and mocked him and tried to make him doubt. And look, Jesus answered, it is written. Everybody knows this. If you've ever been to church, he answers every time it is written. He answers every time with scripture. Every time. The word of God. And, the, and now I'm going to stop right there and I'm going to take you back here to 1 John. I'm going to read it because I don't trust myself to quote it. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. First chapter of John. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was the life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Now listen. In the beginning was the Word. That means before me and you and your mama, your daddy, your grandma, and anything was the Word of God. Before our ancestors, before Moses, before Abraham, before Adam and Eve, before earth was ever created, before there was light in the universe, there was this word. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Did you catch that? This book right here has the power to breathe life into the entire universe. You follow me? So when you go back here and Jesus says it is written. It is written. He's saying the, the, the word of God says. Man should not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. How do you like that? And then the next one, he says, the devil took him to the holy city, had him stand on the highest point of the temple. And this is right here. It really hit me the other day. If you are the son of man, he said, throw yourself down. He tried to kill him. As soon as he realized that he's a holy roller and he was solid and he was on a, had a firm foundation in this book. He had a firm foundation in the word of God and trusted in the word of God. He said, uh-uh, I'll show you. He tried to kill him. And let me tell you something. That old devil's trying to kill you. If you're reading this book right here, he's coming after you. I've I done. I was at an outreach, and I got up and talked, and and one of the girls was talking about she had spirits. What she said that she's hearing people talk to her, and uh, she'd gotten on drugs so bad she was hearing voices, hearing people talk to her, and she had to go to therapy. I said, I got up. I said, you don't need therapy. You got people talking to you. That's the devil trying to kill you. That's demons, evil spirits, whatever you want to call them. Book of Enoch calls them evil spirits. Uh, evil spirits trying to kill her. And 
Let me tell you something. The Bible says the devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And that's what it's all about. And he's coming after you. He's coming. And if he can't get you, he's going to curve right on around you. And he's going to start working on your kids and working on your wife and working on anybody he can work on to get you. Anyway, I won't harp on it too much. But right there, he said, throw yourself down. For it is written, and he quotes the Bible. See, now watch this. And Satan, when he's in the Garden of Eden, with serpent in the Garden of Eden, he said, did God really say? He looked at Eve and said, did God really say? Make you doubt the word of God. Watch this. For it is written. See, Satan. Now, this is Satan talking. Throw yourself down, for it is written. He will command his angels concerning you. And they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. And Jesus answered it. It is also written. He's got him. He caught him in trying to quote something out of context. Trying to. Yeah, I won't go there. Trying to be political. I'll say it that way. Jesus, he, he said, do not put the Lord thy God, thy God to the test. And again, the devil took him to a very high mountain. Now, after now, now he the devil's got to up his game again. He's already the first time he tried to just throw him off because uh, he didn't think he was nothing. And then when he when he found out that Jesus knew the word and counted on the word of God, he said, "Oh well, I'll show you. I'll kill you. I'll show you, and going to try to trick him and into killing himself." Then the next now now. And that didn't work. What's he going to do? He's going to do the main deal. Once he's figured out he can't trick you and that you're standing on the word of God, he's going he's gonna to do this right. He's going to dangle the world in front of you. And this happens to so many people. Jesus answered him. It's also written, do not put the Lord thy God you test. Anyway, again, the devil took it in a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. You hear that? All the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I will give you, he said, if you bow down and worship me. You catch that? All of this. It's written in here. I need to find it because I need to start referencing it more. The, this whole world belongs to the devil. Satan, it belongs to him. He, it, and this right here shows it belongs to him because he had the power to offer it to Jesus and said, I can give you the whole world. Jesus knew it. And Jesus said, I already, he's thinking, I already got it. <laughs> you know, but he's going to give the whole world to Jesus. And Jesus said, away from me, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him. Now, look, what happened was right there. I caught that, too. What happened was he had gathered himself. He hadn't eaten in 40 days and 40 nights. And he was just kind of following along. And he gathered himself and he stood up. And he said, away from me, Satan. And once he done that, he Satan knew. See, Satan knew something that Jesus didn't maybe not realized or thought of just for a few moments there because he hadn't eaten anything that he had the power to send Satan on down the road. And that power, by the way, is given to us. It says we 
will overcome Satan by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. You remember that. The blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. You notice it's not we'll ask God to overcome Satan. No, it's we will overcome Satan. There's no one in between me and you and Satan. And that's very important. The reason I want to read that is because there's some dark stuff going on in this world today. They've drug a giant beast out and worshipped it. And other things that's going on. Like If you know your Bible, you know... There's a, I wanted to say that the generations that come before us, the World War II generation, the Vietnam generation, most of them died off. But those generations knew their Bible. Most of them did. They went to church. It was common for them to go to church. This generation has come up now. It's not that common. And I'm hoping my intent with this podcast or this show, whatever you want to call it, is to hopefully reach some of that generation and to help you. And if you're listening and you're older and you're thinking, I got my grandkids and, and my kids and or whatever the case may be. If you're trying to plant one foot in the fire and the other in eternity and drag as many of them out as you can, well, you're in the right place because that's what I'm doing too. I'm trying to get a hold of people and get them out of that fire. And we have got to really double down. The The music industry, when they that Travis Scott deal, when they can take people into hell and it, I don't know if you've seen that. 300 people fell out. I don't. I can't remember how many of them died at that concert. I think it's down in Louisiana. I can't remember where it was at. But uh, it's things like that going on. Where they're going in there and they were openly worshiping Satan with their music. And and the whole seems like everybody's just falling right into it, and nobody's even questioning it or anything. And these are our kids, our grandkids, and and friends and I people I've went to school with or even it, it's uh I, I can't be the only one that's got family members and friends that they care about and love that is stumbling and diving headlong into hell and that's the whole point of what I want to do here is drag as many out as I can so that's that's uh that's what we're doing and and uh hopefully what I want to do is show things that are happening in the news, like that Travis Scott concert, like the giant beast they're worshiping. Uh, what's the the uh, Euphrates River drying up? The seventh Congress of the leaders of the world and traditional religions. Yeah, they're all getting together and starting a one world religion over there, and they've got a whole deal. It's called the second, Seventh Congress of the World Leaders of the World. I said that wrong. Seventh Congress of the Leaders of the World and Traditional Religions. You can Google that if you want to, but they're all getting together. You got all the world's religions, the Hindus, the Muslims, the... the uh, I, I can't even remember all of them, but they're all getting together. The Catholics and the... Uh, some of the, the Jewish leaders are there. Uh, all of them getting together over in the Middle East and having a big conference or, and uh, 
working on all their differences, working their differences out to start a new world religion. If you know what that is, then you know Second uh, Thessalonians. The reason I would say that is very important. Second Thessalonians talks about, oh, I'll read it here if I can find it right quick. Uh, Don't let anyone deceive you in any way, for the day will, will not come until the rebellion occurs. And the man of lawlessness, or the man of sin, is is revealed. Now, it's Antichrist. The man doomed to destruction. He will oppose and exalt himself over everything that is called God or is worshipped, so that he sets himself up in, in God's temple and proclaim, proclaiming himself to be God. So he's going to say, I stumbled all through that, but... But he's going to proclaim himself to be God, and he's going to set himself up in God's temple. Well, if, if you know, you, I mean, just reading that, you know, if the Antichrist has got to come and sit in the temple of God, first thing, he's got to have all religions wrapped into one. And then he's got to have a temple to sit in. Just from that one, that's uh, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 3 and 4 there. Now, look. They, the temple deal, there's a whole, I forget the name of it. They have a, a, a group that, that, that works over there. I need to write that down. I had that wrote down. I forget the name of it. It's like the temple society of temple. I can't remember. Anyway, they're trying to rebuild the temple in Jerusalem to, in order to rebuild the temple, you have to have all the items the sacred items well the way if you go back to deuteronomy anyway there's a whole deal there they got to clean them in a in a in a way according to deuteronomy and to do that they have to have the ashes of a red heifer if you've been watching christian news lately you've been seeing all this stuff popping up about the red heifers everybody's like what's that what's that got to do with the hill of beans you know what i mean and what it is is if they have the ashes of a red heifer then they can. That's the the way is described in the Bible to to clean the articles that go into the temple. So if they're getting red heifers to slaughter and get the ashes and burn to get the ashes, it's a, a red heifer without blemish, and it, it goes into description there. And they're getting them from Texas. There's a rancher in Texas that's got these, and he's shipping them from Texas to to Jerusalem, to Israel, and it's a whole big deal going on about that. And that's just, you know, so in other words, you got to have red heifers, and now they're getting red heifers. That tells everybody, hey, they're getting ready to rebuild this temple. Everything that it says that Israel will be a a state again. And and some of you older folks know that when Israel became a a country again in in 1948, that that was a big deal. And everybody said, oh, oh, well, we got to look out. But it also says that all God's people will be called back to Israel. And so they're watching for that. And they're saying there's been the airports just rocking over there with all the people coming in. They've, I watched a whole article about, in other words, you, if you, if you read your Bible and you know the signs of what's coming and you know what to look for, because Jesus did say that you, you know, you watch for the signs. If you're reading your word, you know what the signs are. In other words, you're watching this and you're seeing this happening, then you know 
we got to be getting pretty close to the rapture here, you know, and we need to get to work. We got to get to work. We got to get these people that are around us that we love and care about. We've got to get them saved. We got to get them washed in the blood. We got to get them under the blood. Get put them sins under the blood, and and we got to get them to come on. You know, get right and come on is what I always say. Get right and come on, and that's what they need to do. And and anyway, that's that is the the what I'm wanting to do with this show is to the whole goal here is to not only to get talk to people and hopefully to get them to think about what they're doing in their life and and how to to get closer to god and the bible says the number one commandment is love the lord thy god with all your heart and your soul and your mind and then love the second one's likened to it love your neighbor as you love yourself we need to learn how to love god again and get on fire for god and chase after god it says you got to work stay grafted into that vine and that's what we need to be doing my name is chris mathis by the way and and uh there's more to come. I'm on. I'm running out of time here. I'll be right back. Okay, let me tell you about hope not abandoned. I was just going to read from the website. Hope not abandoned is a local outreach program, a group of local prayer warriors and event organizers who go out into the local community knocking on doors and praying for the people who need it most. They hand out Bibles, put up flowers, organize outreach events in some unlikely places. These are the boots on the ground pulling people out of the fire. Mostly women, they show up when no one else will, chasing down those caught up in sin. They're burning up the roads on a regular basis, letting folks know that they are not abandoned. The shady motel in town, the trap houses where most church folks won't go and ain't gonna go, that's where you'll find hope not abandoned. With one foot in hell and the other in eternity, pulling as many as can be pulled out of the fire. They need your prayers. No, really, they seriously, they need your prayers. We understand that knocking on doors isn't for everyone. Powerful prayers are what God's people are known for. So please spend some time praying for all those involved with Hope Not Abandoned. And then I, I got it on the website here where you, you can get a button to click to go to their website and you can keep up with them where their outreach is going to be and a button to donate. And um, it's Hope Not Abandoned. There's always hope in Jesus. And uh, yeah check that out i'm hoping it's going to be a hope not abandoned.com i'll record another one whenever we get the websites figured out i'll record another one and we'll go from there all right i only have about 10 more minutes here i'm I'm gonna have to get used to timing this stuff out and figure it out and i don't it's going, to, it's going to be a learning curve. <laughs> but uh, I want to give you some scripture of what I was talking about earlier. Uh, Numbers chapter 19. Tell the Israelites to bring you a red heifer without defect or blemish. And that has never been under a yoke. 
give it to Eleazar the priest, and he and it goes on tells him how to, uh, the instructions on how to slaughter it and what to do with the blood and all this. You don't want to hear all that. Anyway, uh, it's for the there. Let's see. Put them in a ceremonially. Take the ashes of the red heifer. Put it in a ceremonially clean place outside the camp. And they are to be kept by the Israelite community for the use of water cleansing. It is for the purification of sin. And it talks about it to use that them those ashes to for the purification rituals of the articles of the temple. So unless you're gathering up articles for the temple to rebuild the temple then uh, you don't need any red heifers. You see what I'm saying? That's why the red heifers are important. People are like, wait a minute. And the name of the, it's called the Temple Institute in Jerusalem. If you want to look that up, it's templeinstitute.org. Give that to you. I didn't want to just leave you. You It kind of sounded like I didn't know what I was talking about. I might not have. (laughs) But, uh, the world belongs to Satan. I said, you know what? I'm going to look that up. And I did. First uh, John chapter 5, verse 19. And we know that we are children of God and that the whole world is under the control of the evil one. So there you go. That lets you know right there. This whole dirty, rotten, stinking world belongs to Satan. And there it is. I wanted to talk to y'all about the stuff that... I got to talk about. I'll give you a little. I got. Let's see. Uh, churches fined for holding services. Uh, this whole COVID deal went on. Churches were fined for holding services. A lot of people don't even know about that. And that really blows my mind. Nobody knows about this. And I got all the church names wrote down. I got them somewhere here. But. And some of them were fined for just holding services. There's a church out in California that was fined a hundred over a hundred thousand. I'll just say over a hundred thousand dollars. After the fines went up to a hundred thousand dollars, over a hundred thousand dollars, they finally just stopped holding services, and they said we can't afford it anymore. A lot of churches lost a lot of revenue. Anyway, I won't harp on it. And church goers were fined too. They they had drive-in church. I think it's Greenville. Mississippi, which is just south of, if I'm mistaken, it's just south of uh, Memphis. And uh, the church goer, they had a drive-in church. The man standing out on in front of the church doing the sermon with a uh, FM transmitter microphone so they can just turn on their car radios and listen to him. And they, the police surrounded the place and and uh, rode over. There's, I guess they, they treated it like a drug raid. And... Uh, I guess they were planning on locking them up, but they just fined them all. I think they wrote them tickets is the way they done that. Grace Life Church in in, uh, Canada was chased down by police helicopters. You know, this is stuff that's going on and nobody, I don't, you know, y'all may, y'all may know, you know, I'm hoping that my audience is going to be informed (laughs) and I don't know yet. I I don't have an audience yet, so we'll see what happens. (laughs) But uh, Grace Life Church is, it was chased down by helicopters. Basically, what happened was they, they were uh, raiding the church every Sunday and locking the pastor up. After a few times, they locked the pastor up. Well, when he got out, he said, well, we won't hold church there anymore. We'll go to, 
you know, we'll we'll go into hiding and they get all the congregation to get together and they treat it like a speakeasy or something, you know. And they started going out in the fields or wherever. We go out church out here and, and you know, wherever. Well, they got the police choppers out. You know, the ones they use to hunt down criminals. They track using them to hunt down church goers. This is this is having Grace Life Church. But uh yeah, people need to know about this. And and now they got a unified development code in the town I live in. And I looked it up on Google, and it's everywhere. I think Houston's got it, but a lot of Charlotte's got one. It's a lot of cities have got this unified development code, and, I, and, and uh, it regulates what churches can and cannot have on their property. No food banks, no. You know, if you're going to have a food bank, you got to meet these requirements. If you're going to have a... Uh, a boarding house or homeless shelter. It's got to, and they put overburdening regulations, so you, you just can't do it. You can't afford to do it. So uh, there's no way you could have a homeless shelter anywhere where one's needed because of the requirements. It's called Unified Development Code. I'm on, I want to do a show or partial show on each one of these subjects to talk about them and give you the details. But uh, let's see what else we got. Thousands kicked out of our military. Did you know that over, I think it's over 90,000, don't quote me on that, I think it's 92,000, kicked out of our military. Nearly 9,000 Marines. We're not even at war, and we've lost over 90,000 of our military. You see what I'm saying? So, yeah, and it's that's because of that COVID vaccine. And is it that important? You know, COVID's over. I thought it was. I don't know. But, uh, is it that important to throw our military members out? And we're not talking about just like any, they're not just throwing out, you know, privates here. <laughs> they're throwing out major people in the military and not to mention all your federal government jobs. They've already kicked them out too. And let's see, U.S. Navy ship, USS Bonhomme Richard. I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, burned burned in the harbor and completely destroyed. We've lost a Navy ship, too. Uh, this all sounds like worldly stuff, but in other words, our country's military has been drastically affected here and uh, stuff we need to know about. Uh, let's see. Apophis 99942. It's an asteroid that could hit Earth. I got a whole deal I want to talk about on that. Oh, but, uh, yeah, it, it's a Asteroid size of the Empire State Building. And, uh, yeah, they said it could hit. And anyway, it's uh, April the 13th, which is Friday the 13th, 2029, is when it's expected to come to either hit or miss or whatever. I told my wife, I said, it ain't got to hit. Oh, they got it because ain't nobody believe the Nobody believes the news anymore. So if it hit, even if it, if I, ever, every news agency in the whole country could say it's not going to hit, and it could be true it's not going to hit. How many people are going to believe it? You see what I mean? Uh, are they going to be riots in the streets? Are they going to burn down their cities again? <laughs> so, yeah, anyway, uh, I got a whole nother deal. You know, I'm going to talk about that. Uh, let's see. Uh, what else I got here? Oh, Apophis is the name of a serpent demon out of the uh, serpent demon in Egypt, by the way. A P O P H I S. All right. Um, got a whole thing with March Bell and Planned Parenthood. March Bell is the uh, uh, the lead counsel and chief 
Chief of Staff, after it's hard to remember all these titles, lead counsel and chief of staff of the House Committee to investigate Planned Parenthood. And boy, what he found out, you have got to know. It's worth tuning in for. It's unreal. So much so that Planned Parenthood went on a huge smear campaign, tried to destroy this man any way they can because of what he uncovered. But uh, it, anyway, I'll keep going. I want to talk a little bit about social media, banning their Facebook and 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 Twitter and all of them. I don't, even, I don't even have a Facebook or Twitter account. I had Facebook years ago, but I deleted that because of I found out, I go to Thanksgiving dinner and I'd find out all the stuff I'm posting on there, but nobody's getting it. Nobody sees it. They go around. We can't even find it. Well, if, if, if I'm on there spreading a the gospel on Facebook and they're not even letting it get out of my sight, then there ain't no sense of me being on there and ain't no sense of no Christian being on there really. But social media, I, I, I want to do some more research on that, but Bible's being banned from our schools, Bibles being banned. You know that some municipalities and cities and towns and whatever have made it a misdemeanor to hand out Bibles? Yeah, call it hate speech. So, yeah, that's that's something else I want to talk about. And I want to dig it deeper into this and do some more research on all these. But it's also, if I ain't mistaken, there's a town in Texas. I can't remember exactly where. Maybe it was Oklahoma. There's a town out there where they have banned the Bible and from being sold because it was hate speech. And that's hard to believe it's in Texas or Oklahoma. But uh, I looked at it. I remember reading it going, man, that can't be right. And I want to look into that. But there's one in California, too, where it's against the law. They treat it like an illegal drug or something. You cannot, uh, if you sell a Bible, if you have Bibles on your shelf, they'll find the store. They'll find the store owner. So, Yeah. I just, I got wrote here stuff you probably don't know about. And, uh, you know, and, and I, this is just, you know, kind of current news. News from the last two or three years or, or all the way up to, to here recently. And I got some stuff here from, from uh, all the way back to the 0709, 1850. So, yeah, I, I got some stuff to tell you about. <laughs> Harriet Tubman, Fugitive Slave Act, uh, Millard Fillmore, whoever heard of him. Anyway, I really hope you tune back in because I, I, I promise I'll get better at it. I'll get better at this. <laughs> get, let me get get used to what I'm doing. This first episode here is really, it really took, I've already recorded it twice. I had to throw a microphone away the first time because it was trash. And then I had to redo it. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a learning curve to get this far. I gotta figure out my website. Figure out, uh, be able to put a link on my website. And I've decided since I'm not gonna get on Facebook or any social media, got a lady that's at our church that I'm gonna see if I can talk her into running our our social media sites. And uh, we'll get all this up and going. It's gonna be it's gonna be good. So tune in and God bless you. And I really I, I need to. I need to work on a good closing prayer, and I, I want to ask y'all to please pray for pray for me and pray for this ministry and help us get it off the ground. The main thing we need right now is prayers. I don't need nothing but prayers. I, I, I ain't asking for nothing, but please pray for us because we really need it. God bless y'all. 
And y'all have a good one. And I really hope you tune in next time. Thank you for listening to Watchman's Update. Some of the things I've said you may not agree with. I'll ask you to pray about it. That's how a church stays strong, by praying for one another. Please pray for me and all of us here at the ministry. Thank you for listening and God bless. Thank you for listening to Watchman's Update. You can find us on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, and many other platforms. Also take a minute to like and follow. We ask that you pray for our ministry. If you have a comment or prayer request, you can reach us at ChristFollowMedia at gmail.com or ChristFollowMedia.org. Please take a moment to visit Hope Not Abandoned's website at HopeNotAbandoned.org. Also consider making a donation if you feel led and hope that this podcast blesses you today.